This is Gerv. This is Hard Sira. Your favorite boy from Bale 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 Wood. We're watching for wrestling. For wrestling. Welcome to another amazing episode of Pro Wrestling for Life. I'm your host, Sean, X-Pac Waltman. Apparently, I'm a two-time WWE Hall of Famer. <laughs> Here's my co-host, Nick Houseman, everyone. What's up, Nick? I'm doing great. Apparently, I'm the managing editor at WrestlingInc.com. That's what I hear. We're ready for an amazing show here today. Total success. Incredible. Yes. Incredibly Incred amazing. Man, really just uh, Bartim and Bailey and I'm into the, the circus yes. tent here this morning, right? Uh, well, every right to, man. We got a big elephant in the circus tent here today. We actually got a pair of big elephants in the circus tent here today. Uh, coming up here in just a couple minutes, you're going to get to hear our hour-long, totally uncut interview with the Bollywood Boys. Uh, they were unfortunately just released by WWE this past Friday. Uh, friends of Sean's, they connected. Seemed like a fun therapeutic thing for them to do to come on and talk about their tenure at, at WWE. And uh, it's great, man. I'm really excited to bring this interview to everybody. Yeah, it's, it was a fun conversation. Yeah. yeah, Man, I was embarrassed. I thought I had them on my show, 12360 show. No. I can't effing believe it. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> you like, I, like, it's so crazy, Nick, because I had this, I had this memory of actually talking to them on my show. And I'm pretty sure now that was just like a deja vu or some crazy shit. Deja vu, or we've talked about glitch in the matrix, right? Yeah. Like things appear in your head that you thought happened, but then didn't happen. Right. So. Yep. The man, that was a Mandela effect folks. <laughs> Berenstein bears. Yes. Um, so Ber uh, no, it's Bernstein. Bears. I, I was told Berenstein, but anyway, that's the, Bernstein. That's the that's the effect. Um, Bollywood boys here later on. Uh, they're going to be talking to us for over an hour. Like I said, at the end of the show, stick around. We have our latest uh, pro wrestling for life. Patreon member here, Brian Mullaney. He's going to be playing great American trivia against Sean. It's inspired by the great American bash. And uh, while we're talking about the Patreon real quick, I want to let everybody know we're adding new tiers uh, starting this Thursday. So if you're listening to us on Wednesday, add free over in the Patreon. No new tiers are that know that new tiers are on the way. And if you're listening to us here on Thursday uh, as part of the show on YouTube or uh, on all the podcast platforms, go check out the Patreon right now. Uh, we are adding what we call uh, the POC level. Uh, that is going to be uh, open to 20 fans to start. It's going to be once a month, uh, the third Thursday of each month. It's going to give you a chance to be in like what we're going to call a virtual meet and greet with Sean, where you can ask questions. Maybe we'll watch some matches, play some games, um, maybe... You know, I don't know. Like anything can happen. These these virtual meet and greets we're gonna do, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I've I don't have any preconceived expectations on how that's going to be. So it's like, you know, I'm yeah. looking forward to finding out. <laughs> Better than a cameo, longer time you get to engage with Sean. Yeah. And if you want to take it a step further, we're gonna be rolling out our two time Hall of Famer tier as well. Uh, that's open to ten uh, fans of the show. And that'll give you a chance to get a 15 minutes one-on-one -on -one time uh, each month with Sean. If you want to ask him questions, if you just want to like tell him how much you like him or uh, politely, uh, I guess, critique his career. I think that's something I think if you'd like to do that politely, that's fine. Um, whatever you want to do, the new two new tiers, we're going to have the POC level tier. We're going to have the two-time Hall of Famer tier. And that joins, of course, the kid level tier, which will stay the same, stay at $5, ad-free version of the show out early archives and if you subscribe to the new tiers you'll get everything that is already out there as well 
Um, and I what can, a bargain, folks. Bargain, ba- ba- bargain, burner, whatever you want to call it. Um, and lastly, here, housekeeping wise, um, this is actually really cool. This is actually Sean's idea. Um, we're going to start promoting it now. We're about two weeks out. July 15th, um, we are going to be starting to air the video version of the show on Fight. We are joining yeah. the Fight. We are joining the Fight family. It is free. Um, so if you are enjoying watching the show on Thursdays on YouTube, you can continue to do that. Or you can now catch us also Thursdays starting July 15th over on Fight. Yeah. 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 Fight's great. Yeah. We love Fight TV. Mike Weber. What's up, Mike? Yeah. Great guy. So, Mike. Yeah. And I will yeah. give once again Sean credit. That was that was Sean's idea to get us so over. Yeah. You know, um, I think it's it is a great idea, Nick. I have to say. Makes, but- a, <laughs> makes a lot of sense. So Yeah. Why not, it, right? And, and I know the fight does a lot of premium stuff. It's not going to be a premium show. It'll be absolutely free. It'll just be another way yep. for you guys to take it in. So go check us out on Fight July 15th. All right. Hey, um, we mentioned that we have the Bollywood boys here on the show today. Um, that brings me to news you can use. News will leave a bruise. Uh, there were uh, a lot of talents that were released this past Friday. Tyler Breeze, Fandango, Killian Dane, Tony Nice, Aria Davari, Tino Sabatelli, Marina Shafir, Arturo Ruiz, Kurt Stallion, August Gray, and, of course, our guest here today, the Bollywood boys. I'm guessing... Seeing our best to everybody. It's a very fruitful time to be yeah. out of the market right now. A lot of opportunity out there. Hey, so Nick, it's actually Arturo Huas. Uh, I apologize. Yeah. That makes me say yeah. reminds me of Hua. Yeah, like like like, like um, Shogun Huas. Like, it, but it's it's spelt R U A S. Yeah. Okay. So, like Mario Huas. That's. Anyways, yeah. So yeah, Arturo Huas. I I um, I worked with. I, his his name's Adrian, and he's okay. a stud. He's a stud, like like um, he's phenomenal capoeira uh, expert, uh, inc- excellent uh, amateur wrestler. Like like I'm not I don't have his list of credentials handy right now, but he's legit. He's a real deal, and like he was pick he was picking up pro wrestling very nicely, uh, and he just he just needs to get out there and have more matches. He has a lot to offer. Um, well, uh, something else, you know, when we're talking about these releases, um, you know, there was this girl, uh, Kenneth Mobley, right. That was released, uh, from WWE yeah. as well. Um, you know, she went on and talked about how she didn't really have a, you know, knowledge of the product. It sounded like vastly at the time, create a lot of commotion amongst pro wrestlers. I mean, is it, I mean, I don't know, like, is it that uncommon to walk in and get used to the business after you're getting hired? That kind of thing. I don't know. I think it was just, <sighs> I don't know, Nick. Like I'm, you would think like they would. Boy, I'm at a loss for words right now. I like yeah. I was the one that said, "Hey, I can talk about this." Sure. Um, it just wasn't a good look, Nick. Mm-hmm. That's all. As far as like to say, hey, yeah, they hired me, and uh, I didn't even have to know anything about wrestling. Like, like, which is fine. It yeah. just it just doesn't sit well with a lot of wrestling fans, you know. And yeah. then I get it; I totally get it. I just think she should have kept, you know, maybe not gone on the podcast. Yeah, I think, back- it was fine. I think it's fine to hire her. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's a protocol thing, right? And yeah. like, it's a thing you just should go out there and talk like that. But I have a lot of sympathy for her, you know, like because I really think it's important for us inside the bubble of wrestling to have outside yeah. eyes that are not wrestling people that are absolutely. Coming in. You know, like the example I use is like I used to do a lot of sales. I used to sell walk-in bathtubs, as you're well aware, right? 
do you think I knew anything about walking bathtubs when I walked in that day into that warehouse? No, I did not. But I knew how to sell. And I learned about walking bathtubs. And so I agree with you, man. I think it's just a protocol flaw on her part to just even be talking yeah. about it. But I appreciate that outside eyes, especially people, of, women of color. Absolutely. Being, you yeah. know? Yeah. So. so it was a shame. Like, you know, like, I don't know, like, what, like what the thought process was of doing the podcast. I didn't listen to the podcast. And sure. like, you go like. I'm sure she probably went into it thinking, yeah, I'm just going to do this little podcast here. And then, you know, on, on, you know, onward and just, but you know, not with internet wrestling. <laughs> I know you see, did not see this little wrestling. <laughs> hey, but talking about breaking. She, I, like, but, like I wish her the best. Kenise yeah. Mobley, right? Yeah, yes, I, I do. I, I think yeah. she'll probably be just fine without yes, wrestling. I agree. I agree. Um, Hey, but talking about going viral um, and, and lighting up the IWC, WWE decided to honor your uh, June 25th, 1994 match against a 17-year-old Jeff Hardy from WWF Superstars. And, like, it wasn't really, like, a compliment, right? Like, they're kind of making fun of you a little bit with this. I like didn't take it as, I didn't take it as that. Like, I didn't take it as they were trying to make fun of me. I just take it, I just was like, why? Why that? Because, so, for those that don't know what happened is WWE tweets out this, like, clip of you at the end of the match and you try to apply this move to jeff um how would you describe the, the move no i didn't try to i did it's okay. just that it the move wasn't like if i had already had the move over as my finish it would have been just fine but like that was the first time anyone saw me do it so it just was flat as fuck that's all okay you know uh like like somebody else that had that move established did it like like uh, luchador did it in mexico oh it would have gotten a reaction that and you know it was intended to but i was just i was i was still pretty young like you know i was considered pretty good at what i did by that by that point but still green you know and i was trying new shit nick i i i, I did another submission on i can't remember who who it was somebody brought up but i was trying different shit out i didn't have a finish at the time you know, I was the one, two, three kid. My finish was a, a freaking Oklahoma side roll because I didn't want to keep doing the moonsault because I sucked at it. So, um, well, just the way it is. And so, yeah, uh, I did that finish with Jeff Hardy. And, um, yeah, it was flat as fuck. And when I walked back to the curtain, J.J. Dillon looked up and said, yeah, you need to get a different finish. That finish was flat as fuck. Like, I don't think he said those exact words, but like pretty much, you know, so, and he so was you, right. So you have some familiarity of this night. You kind of remember that. Do you remember working? Absolutely. With do you remember working with Jeff? Like, did, yeah. what did you think? What did you think of this kid? 17 years old when you were wrestling him? What? Like my honest, I was like, cause we liked him. Like, like Scott was the first one. Like we called him vanilla ice. Cause he kind of looked like vanilla ice a little bit. Okay. So like we'd already kind of you know knew like there was something about him you know that we liked, but when I got in the ring with him, Nick, man, it was obvious immediately that he did not have actual pro wrestling training. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it was so crazy. Like the lock, because you know you can feel it like when you lock up with somebody, um, and it just it was so crazy, and okay. like he made it through okay. Uh, but it was, yeah, okay. he was trained later, like actual really trained later after that. 
Like I know you train with Dory Bunk Jr. and I think Tom Pritchard and guys like that. But when I the first time I got a hold of him, he was not a trained pro. <laughs> All right, last 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 news item here I want to bring up before we get to the Bollywood boys. Uh, maybe my favorite story uh, wasn't released this past Friday, but was released as part of one of the recent classes. Uh, Ruby Riot, uh, formerly Heidi Lovelace on the mm-hmm. Indies, she's doing this interview with Lars Friedrichsen from Rancid, right? Yeah, and she mentioned. <sighs> how like she wants to keep the name ruby and she kind of like blushes and is like i like the name because you wrote that song ruby soho it kind of inspired the ruby name and lars says why don't you just call yourself ruby soho i'll get you the rights to the music you could go out there i mean sean you're a music fan you're wrestling fan like how do you what's your reaction when you hear a story like that well have you heard the song? You know the song, right? I grew up on Tony Hawk yeah. Skater, dude. That's a, that is a yeah. song. I'm like the fact. Okay, I have my own opinions, but yes, I know the song. It has an emotional attachment to me. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people know the song, and maybe you know it get, brings a, a visceral reaction out of them, right? Uh, I think that I think that um, Ruby Soho is going to be a big star. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. Dude. Yeah, and like that, you- and trance, what she already brings to the table on her own, like she, like you know who was, um, well, he liked Alexa Bliss too, but Glenn Danzig loves Ruby Riot. Love, like he was like, want, he asked me to, hey, can I meet Ruby Riot? Like, so yeah, <laughs> really, I didn't yeah, know. Yeah. Oh. Pro Wrestling for Life is sponsored by Better Help. Is there something? interfering with your happiness or is preventing you oh fuck yeah and we're gonna have to do like a little like they write in like host inserts personal experience kind of thing so we got to do a little bit of riffing but not like an exorbitant amount of riffing you know all right i'm not really in riff mode right now well you ask the question i'll talk about what what's bugging me right now and then you can go back to the script that's fine all right all right Pro Wrestling for Life is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? I mean, I think it's really just been like everything the last 18 months, Sean. You know, everybody's been trapped inside and you're trapped with your thoughts and you're trying to keep working and you're trying to keep your personal life going. And I think we can all kind of relate to the mental struggle. We've all for sure collectively all been dealing with for a while now yeah for sure like i tell people like like if if you don't if there's like some if not if something's not going on with you during all this shit something's wrong with you like like i it's hard like i don't know too many people that don't have something going on right now like you know mentally. yeah yeah anxiety stress and, and all that and so better help uh they're gonna assess your needs they're gonna match you with your own uh licensed uh, professional therapist you can start talking to them under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not a self-help line. It's professional uh, counseling done uh, securely online. And I can honestly say uh, I've used BetterHelp and I can say that that process of being paired uh, with a therapist was great. You fill out a little form and uh, I was matched up with someone that was really, really good for me. That That is well, true. Well, anyone that knows me uh, knows I'm telling the truth when I can honestly say I could use BetterHelp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong with that man i mean it's a it's a service available for clients worldwide you can log into your account anytime you can send a message to your counselor you're going to get timely 
thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly or, or vid- video or phone sessions. So you don't have to have to sit in this like uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. And like you can even uh, mute the TV or turn the, the screen, the, the, the video off and just talk to somebody like you're on a phone call. If it gives you anxiety, oh. you have to look people in the face. You know, right on. So, yeah. better help is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they can make it easy and free to change counselors if needed, Nick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing is great is it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available and having been in and out of therapy for pretty much my entire adult life, I can say with certainty, this was a more affordable option. And I felt, I mean, I, I hate to say as good or better, but like this was a really, really useful tool for me during the pandemic. So it's like real therapy. Yeah. You said I was married. I was paired up with a therapist, Karen. And like, I taught some AI, like, no, no, she was a wonderful real people. Woman. She sat there and listened to me talk about, uh, I'm, qu- I'm questioning everything that's going on. I haven't met Sean. Wait, Sean and I aren't doing the podcast yet. I have no idea where my life's uh, going. That kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. Well, well BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today, Nick. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. Yeah. And I just gave you mine. But again, you could go over there and read for yourself. The, I Firsthand, I'm telling you, I've used it. I'm definitely going to give this a try, Nick. I'm not yeah. just saying that because we're doing this read right now. So visit betterhelp.com slash PW4 number 4L. That's a better H-E-L-P. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And in fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Wow. So use the special offer for Pro Wrestling for Life listeners. That is to get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash PW number four L. And thank you so much, BetterHelp, for sponsoring Pro Wrestling for Life. Bam. Welcome back to the show, everyone. It's a pleasure for me to welcome these gentlemen onto the show right now. I thought I had them on my old show, and I was embarrassed to find out that I didn't. Uh, the Bollywood Boys, Marvin Gerb, Sierra, gentlemen. Yes, Finally, we're here. Thank it's you. It's a pleasure a to have you guys on. Yeah, no, it took a while. We're here. We're here. Yeah. We're ready I'm to gonna, chat. I'm going to do my best not to talk over because we got four people in the room here. So, um, anyways, man. Hey, so, hey, uh, First things first, uh, you guys were amongst uh, the talent that was re- uh, released recently. And, uh, um, you know, I know that it sucks, but, man, I'm I'm excited, like, honestly, to see what you guys do because you have so much to offer the pro wrestling industry. It um, just, just based on what we got to see of you in WWE. So, man – there's a whole wide ass business worldwide ready for you guys, man. Yeah. And I'm excited to see what you guys bring to it. I know we're excited too. And uh, it's funny because when we got both got the call, we yeah. normally on our days off, we go train at the local gym here at the, in the local ring. And literally we both got the call that we were fired from our job as we were pulling up to in-ring training. And uh, we looked at each other like, we were like, what a way to go out. You know, here we are on our day off training. About yeah, to go man. around and break a sweat, and we both got lost our drive. At first, we were both like, "Are we gonna practice? Are we gonna train?" But we're like, "Fuck it, let's just keep going." <laughs> yeah, 
I mean, to your point, Sean, on his, like losing your job sucks. Any job, yeah. like, obviously, there is it sucks the wind out of you. But there was a sense of relief. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think we fully realize the potential. It's one thing if you feel like you've had a run or you've gone after tag titles. I feel like we were on the cusp of it when we were down in 205. Like, we were just staying ready and we were booked. I think Constantly. we worked every week, maybe minus a couple of weeks in the yeah. last year. And so yeah. we were... And we were ready. We're ready, but and that's why there's that relief. We're like, okay, like yeah. we haven't fully realized that potential. Yeah, man. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, no. I'm just saying there's so many creative ideas. Like as far as the stick that we were doing, the whole Bollywood boys. Yeah. We're like, man, you got an untapped market of like over a billion people, and there's so many video vignettes that we could have done, and we were pitching, 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 and you know, we we had patience. We're like, it's gonna happen. We're gonna, it's gonna happen. But sure enough, now. Oh, happen maybe outside the WWE. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. we're excited. We're we're da- we're damn stoked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Me too. And and the thing is, man, is I understand the frustration of, of showing up to work, man, ready to ready to go, ready to contribute, ready to be a huge uh, part of the show. And and then and they got nothing for you, man. Yet every time I saw you, you guys had amazing. You, you just. The attitude, man, like you had the positive attitude and uh it was infectious, man. And yeah. and so like that's off to you guys. Yeah. Man, we Thank were you. always we were always like just maximize the minutes that we get, no matter what it is, no matter what's thrown at our way, we're gonna go out there and you know, you can't stop talent from rising to the top. And it's funny, just three weeks ago, we we're at the PC just before TVs, we we're talking to Sean Michaels. And yeah. Sean was Sean was just having a conversation with us. And he's like, you know what, sometimes, and this is just him just spitballing like three weeks prior to all this happening. He's like, right. sometimes it's okay to step away, go get better or just go get over elsewhere and then make them realize, hey, you know what, you guys dropped the ball here. So that's where we're at now. We're like, okay, now it's time for us to really go yeah. shine and see what we can that, do. I feel like, honestly, like when that phone came, there was no regrets because we never stopped pitching, but we you have to find that fine line of being annoying and being yeah. creative and ready. And we, we knew that fine line where every, every often then we'd be like, hey, what about this? Or, okay, cool, no, we'll, but we're booked. We'll wrestle, which is huge. You know, showing up and being booked is a big thing instead of showing up and just yeah. waiting around. So, and staying motivated, is that's something you have to work on because most people don't realize in this job, it's like, it's hard, you know, like showing up and not doing anything, but yet you got to go to the gym you got to have a good mental attitude. you got to stay in ring shape, but then you fly across country and you're not wrestling. But then you have to go back and keep ready, man. And that's so hard sometimes to keep doing it, but we did it. And And especially – oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, no, I was just going to say, especially we told creative. They're like, hey, because you guys fly from Vancouver, do you guys want to be brought in every week regardless of whether you're doing something or not? We're like, fuck yeah, like bring us in, man. Like we'll we'll fly in from Vancouver from one end of the continent to the next continent, you know, just so we can just do a promo, do a vignette get booked last minute just make the most of anything that we get and that's the mindset we yeah. have for the five years we were down there man so hey man so when you're as you're talking to me at like even before we started recording or whatever and just um like over you know dms and stuff right um talking about flying back and forth from vancouver to wherever you know tv for, for quite a while now down in florida I, it doesn't there's not a whole lot of flights that are longer than that. That's nope, what not. I'm saying. And, and man, I remember when I first started in WWE and uh, we were on the road 300 days a year and Brett and Owen, they loved Calgary so much that they stayed, that they continued to live there throughout their entire run, man. And when you got like three days off, 
a, like that's a whole day of your three days off traveling. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, yeah. so you really gotta love it, man. And right now, during a, and during a pandemic, right now, there aren't many flights that are going out to uh, Florida, and like we were getting stuck in Dallas or like wherever Chicago connections, connections yeah. right? And yeah. we're calling travel all the time. And there was, and I kid you not, brother and I, two weeks ago, we were stuck in Dallas and flights were canceled. We were like, you know what? We'll drive to freaking uh, Florida. And it was like a 17 hour drive or something, but it was just, a, it was the weather was so bad. It was just not worth it. But the idea was there and we were like about to pick up a rental, just drive down 17 hours. And, you know, being Canadians, geographically it's such a big country that people yeah, really forget that we were driving on the indies like 12 years prior to wwe from like vancouver to calgary which is like a 16-hour drive and then we were doing these tours up in northern manitoba which were like 24-hour drives from where we were and i'm sure right. you've heard about the hell tours that edge and yes. christian used to do and we used oh, to the winnipeg tours winnipeg yeah, tours. yeah. No, northern so, death tours northern death tours the tony condello death tour tony yeah. condello yep, yeah man. man right there yeah so we did yeah. those tours so like for us, these highways, man, it's a breeze. We could do 17 hours, no problem. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> we sum, sum it up. It's like, I think for the last year, it was every day was like a, every every time we travel for a show, it was like about a 19 hour travel. Right. It was wow, just with the yeah. connections and, and, but man, I mean, we would go down sometimes and just film something for our social media and go back. But like, we never wanted to just be like, ah, we'll stay home. Yeah. I mean, those right. travels were, were brutal, but we, we, uh, we wanted you to maximize it. Hey, man, you didn't give them any extra reason not no. to try to come up with something for you sure. correct no, no. Yeah. we were like no. bring us down no matter what you give us like a seven minute segment a 12 minute segment we'll be ready to go well even if you do so the days we were showing up to tvs we weren't doing anything guess what across the street they got the new pc uh, lined up and ready to go we would yeah. grab our boots grab our knee pads and we'd be rolling in the ring on the uh, the day of tv nice. right you know what let's just get a workout in tg and natty got a school down in tampa we drive down to uh tampa and start working out with them so there's always these like you no know, just stay ready just stay ready don't get caught with your fucking you know in your hands yeah. you know what i'm saying so yeah man we just wanted to be ready hey so what's what school nick you guys <clears throat> go hop in there nick hop oh in there. I, I wasn't trying to i, I think you was... want to say something right oh it's no okay. I'm taking this all in. I have questions, but I'm enjoying this, so I'm just gonna lay it. <laughs> anyway, sure. yeah. yeah, whatever. Hey, so I, I want to I want to throw one quick in, there, Sean. Yeah, we were please. talking about like creative. I mean, on paper, and I do want to say this: like the Bollywood Boys character has never been done in wrestling. If you think about gimmicks in wrestling, everything has kind of been done, but there's never been two Indian actors playing on wrestling TV. Never. So we never felt like. Like we always felt like that's something just tailor made for WWE TV, so we don't feel bad because we pitched and pitched and pitched. It wasn't like ah, oh, change it up or this. It was like it's yeah. never been done. Yeah. It's tailor made for TV, right? So um, we all we had ideas hey, for so, days. So I'm, am I correct in that you guys uh, were billed as Bollywood boys or Bollywood something or other before you got to WWE? Uh, very, very early on, we were still the Bollywood boys on the independent scene. So, when so basically, you still own the intellectual property, the Bollywood boys, in connection yeah. with pro wrestling. Okay, cool. Yeah. 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 yeah, right yeah. yeah, that's, yeah that's, uh, I mean, good for you. Now, now yeah. we almost like, we, we feel like there's time to maybe there's a bit of a refresher. So we, we're shooting ideas back and forth. Cause you, Some rebranding. Yeah, rebranding. Sure. Hey, you know, so you want to you wanna reinvent yourself. That's the key, right, Sean? Oh, for and, sure. Longevity is the key of this business. So yeah. we'll see what we, what we do. But we're excited, yeah. man. We got our ju creative juices are flowing. 
Yeah, I remember <laughs> like, and hey, look, not this isn't about me, but like I could relate. Look, man, um, I fought reinventing myself, and it cost me for a few years of my career. Sure. So, like, yeah, man, which it's which good. which part? Which part? Oh, I just was, you know, stuck in the on oh, the DX guy, and like, yeah, you know, man, X Pac Heat and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. yeah it was just like, look, there was something to it. Yeah. That's another conversation. I'm, I'm pretty bad about going off in the weeds. No, 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 man. We're, we're excited for this, man. This is awesome. Yeah, man. Hey, Nick, hop on in here, man. Okay, okay. Uh, a couple of things real quick, because you guys have mentioned a lot how you were working really hard and you were pitching a lot. And, you yeah. know, the report was like, I, I mean, I've heard you guys are really well liked by a lot of people, but like the 205 Live guys, uh, because you were all part of the original Cruiserweight Classic. You were both part of that, right? Right. But, you guys had kind of grandfathered into deals that were maybe better than deals that they were giving out now for other people that were working 205 Live. So it doesn't sound like it may have been your work ethic or whatever you were pitching. It sounds like it's kind of what WWE is doing right now. They're going sure. after contracts and stuff. I don't know if that resonates. Yeah. That's what's being said right I now. I mean, yeah, no, that's where like when we got the call, I, it, it was out of kind of nowhere with NXT India potentially happening or the India shows are happening or just going so internationally. I mean, we were, and like, I felt our work was there and we were very well liked. Um, yeah. You know, like from everybody and, and we're proud of that. Like we got over with the locker room. Um, so it has to be something that we didn't really have control over. And just one of those things where you go, okay. Oh, it's, it's definitely. Not just, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, and then, yeah. again, again, no regrets on our part because we showed up to work every week, every month, every year with us, you know, like just ready to go. And we were always the biggest thing. I, I told this to uh, again to Sean because Sean Michaels was like when during our time at the PC and just in the last year, we were always picking his brain. I mean, Sean was yeah. Sean, right? So we were always talking to him. And one thing we told him just a few weeks ago was like, man, we're we're staying ready. We're and he's he was one of the guys that really helped step up our game. Uh, in the last eight months as well, just from like, hey, when the bell sound, psychology-wise, what we should be doing. And the, one of the last things I told them was that, man, you guys hold all the dreams that we had as kids in the palm of your hands. And, you know, we want to we wanna accomplish those dreams, you know, with you guys. And, you know, it still stands true, but, you know, like to his point, maybe step away for a bit, come back better than ever, and we'll continue from there. So, you know, there's, again, got goosebumps talking about it just because we're so passionate yeah. about what we do and we're ready, man. Yeah. You go like you go get yourself out there when you're non complete, non complete, non compete clauses <laughs> up. Go out there and crush it. Like I know you guys are going to do. Yeah. And it makes them look at you in a whole nother light. I couldn't get Vince to look at me how, like, I was so desperate for Vince to look at me like uh, as a, a higher tier talent than he was, like, when I was one, two, three kid. Right. Like, he, I mean, I was treated well and everything, but like, there was just a limit for the one, two, three kid. And I was yeah. desperate to, to, to get past that limit. And, and I, it wasn't going to happen, man. And, and then yeah. and I left. And, and that's, I think sometimes we're, we're, I think like we spent five years there, which is a very good run compared to yeah. when you look at how many people have gone through, through five years and being smaller guys, right. we had a great run. And I think sometimes what happens is that you just kind of become part of the furniture. So yes. to speak, you're just there and you know, you're just kind of like, okay, like we did the stuff with gender. We did the cruiserweight classic. Then we got brought to two Oh five and we became the Bollywood boys again, kind of just there. And, and it's okay to sometimes maybe be like, take a step back, you know, and show them that actually I can be this guy, you know? Yeah. And then it kind of opens that up. Sometimes when you're just there, you're just lost in the shuffle and the, and it's hard yeah. to kind of pick you out of that, you know, and look, look at sorry, one of the best, yeah, I was just saying one of the best examples of that is Drew McIntyre. 
you know, stepped away and yeah, even gender. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, yeah. And for, the same thing. Absolutely. And for us, we're a tag team. So we want to like, again, there's so many goals and so many hopes and dreams that we have that we want to still accomplish them. And we will, we just need to detour a little bit and we're going to make the most of every situation we get now, man, going forward. Hey man, this is something I was thinking about last night. Um, for some reason in my head, I, I pictured you guys like opening up Vancouver Championship Wrestling or some shit like that. <laughs> and, you know, it was like bringing like Vancouver Wrestling back. Are you guys interested sure. in doing that at all? Like, um, I, maybe down the line. Not really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right now, we're so like, I think we're just so like. Like we want to make our dreams come true right now. I, I wouldn't be able to. You right know, now, our phone's going off the hook with people just trying to get us to their promotions right now. Yeah, so we're like, we're, yeah. We're, we're, we got a lot of things coming up our way, and it's, it's only been like three days since we got fired, or four days, or whatever. Yeah, it's been. And you know, and that's so, the kind of cool thing actually, where you realize so many people are supporting you and they want want to use you. We're like, okay, yeah. you know, those five years actually, people do see you differently. And when you're kind of in the system, you don't think it. You're just like, oh, I'm just I'm just here, whatever, sure, right? Man. But when you walk away in three in three days, your phone phone's just and then Edge was telling us too when we first signed. He's like, man, there's one thing to actually make it, but there's one thing to stay. And for us, man, like for two guys under six feet tall, under two hundred pounds, who last five years on the roster, man, I think that's uh that's yeah, a yeah, we're on the main roster for the, the pro- predominantly, yeah. Yeah, right? So yeah, and like there's a, there's a whole bunch of stuff I want to get to from your right. sure. run too. Um, I just uh, I, it's just so. It's it feels like the end of an era for me with the two hundred five live guys, right? Like, sure, there's, yeah. It's there's so many there few litter left there, and like the work you all did over that period is really noticeable, especially from like hardcore fans. And knowing that a lot of you are all like quickly, all of a sudden, on the market. I mean, indie promoters, what a great time to be an indie yeah. promoter right now. There are so many high level matchups with talent that people know, like yourselves out there, available at the moment. I think it's gonna sure. be. Real boom, real quick. And that's the thing. I think the 205, like, we were, like, a little group, and we always, you know, we worked so hard, and sometimes it wasn't, like, obviously watched as much as any other brand, or and it was kind of – and we know we all know that, but, man, we all went out there and, like, tried to get noticed. The best and, thing about 205 was the fact that we were actually getting time. You know, it wasn't, yeah. like, a four-minute seg or a five. We were getting 12, 15-minute yeah. segments, and you can't buy that time. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you were on Raw or SmackDown, you got probably got five-minute seg for everything, and – here we are putting yeah. in the reps every week and to get your lungs to the level to keep going, yeah. you know, after the next spot, after the next spot, or whatever the case may be. You can't buy that. So I would say that the best version of 205 was this recent one, this uh, when it switched to NXT. And I know because before it was it was on after SmackDown. And right. to be yeah. honest, nobody, nobody was watching it, you know, and, and just you're not getting feedback. And this time around, it was, you know, we have Terry Taylor, Shawn Michaels. You have all these guys who are watching it and giving you feedback and we as performers you could see the difference if you watch it from the beginning to this last year you just see the difference because you're actually getting feedback and like you hey do this don't do this hey uh get serious when the bell rings or whatever it is and terry taylor just sending you a page worth of notes of this is what i like this one didn't like and you apply it the following week you just you can't help yeah, but we, get better yeah hey, man, I, yeah i say this like uh, some people like think Terry Taylor's too old fashioned, dude. He oh, is brilliant, Terry. bro. I love brilliant. Terry yeah. so much. I psychology I, is second I love to him. none. Like, cause you could take all the modern like moves and spots and everything, and 
you put what he tells you, like the things that he tells you, you apply it to that, and it makes it ten times better. Thing with Terry, he's real, he's genuine, he just tells it to your face. If if it's a little sucks, too blunt sometimes, yeah, yeah. No, and that you need that, and this like you don't want it to be like you know sugarcoat and panic. Like, hey, it sucked. Yeah. Okay. And some people like, need okay. to sh- some people need a little sugar coating. No, man. But, <laughs> the, the, the way we broke in, we hate being sugar coated. We just tell right. it like it is. You know, like, it's a waste cold, of time, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're like man, hosting, like, and you're like, oh, good. And you, t- like, hey, you don't. You get told you suck. Okay, how do I get better now? You yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, when we first uh, came back on two hundred five uh, down the performance center version at, before NXT, like Sean was telling us, Sean's like, hey, once that bell sounds. There's that gear change. Let's go. Like, you know, yeah, we, don't, we, don't, we don't have time for your character shit or whatever it is. And we're like, okay, the following week we did that. Boom. You know, we're, that's and it. Get that's the best thing to the, to the point where Gerb's saying, like, when someone like Sean and Terry, when they're so blunt and honest, and then they come to you and shake your hand and say, that was yeah. great. Yeah. They're they not mean full it. of shit. They're not Yeah, lying. and then you're like, okay, yeah. then the confidence. And then you're like, okay, let's rock and roll. Let's yeah, and all it like... all makes sense to you after, after because you... Because you also heard that, hey, that sucks. That was the yeah. shit. So, you know... Like there's, it's authentic. Yeah, words and so when they come up and say, "I have nothing to say," and that was yeah. great. And Sean, Dude. we're in an era now where like people want to kind of be sugarcoated or like, "Hey, please That's don't do I mean, this." Yeah. Whereas like, for us, no man, tell us who our face. Like old school, I'm, I'm, I'm sure when yeah. you broke in, you were learning on the fly, and you know veterans were probably cussing you out. We, we yeah. want that. That's how you get better, man. You yeah, know? I was my like my, I talk talk about this all the time. My very first house show run. Like all, like before the performance center and the coconut shows and all that shit. Like when you came in, like instead of sending you to the PC and NXT, you just you just Work. were doing opening matches on the house shows. Like I had Terry Taylor, I had Mike Rotundo, you guys, yeah. Rick Martel. Could you imagine? Right. Yeah, that's yeah. how you get better. I mean, you can oh you can God. only bump around so much in, in an empty arena, but like when you got a live crowd, even if it's ten people, that. The, you know that's just it's a whole different world when and you're to my, actually to my brother, wrestling to my brother's point when we were doing uh 205 pro, uh post smackdown there was no it was a ghost time and it was ghost and gorilla like nobody there to give you feedback nothing here you got sean hunter regal terry everybody like you name it fit finley they're all sitting there give, watching in real time and just <laughs> you know? to kind of like put yeah. a button on this is like we knew we were doing something well because if you knew all the new guys coming in We'd, we'd work all the new guys. Like, right. we worked all the new Indian guys on the Sp- Superstar Spectacular show. Yeah. We worked Ari Sterling, you know, Asher Hill, all these new guys that are coming in, we would get paired up with them. So we took that as a, you know, confidence from the company where, okay, we could lead them through a TV WWE match, which was good for us to be put yeah. in that spot and learn. But it's also, you know, confidence that, okay, we're being put in that position of trust. Yeah. Hey, man, you know something? And and, and, and I, saw, I saw this was it last night or night before um man randy orton loves you guys for obvious reasons and uh it was just cool to see him you know uh reach out to you guys on twitter and and show some some support because that's a man that's a lot of support right there when you're talking about randy orton yeah yeah no we we were were, were very fortunate i mean like randy didn't have to do that at all you know for him to like put it out there in front and on twitterverse and like you got mick foley you know yeah. putting us over and like brett sent us a very nice text just you know saying keep your head up and you guys will be all right so like all these legends and all yourself included you reached out within like day of us yeah. getting released yeah. and like it's a badge of honor for us to be like okay you know we're doing something right here where like these 
high profile Hall of Famers are looking up for us and actually, you know, they know that we're going to yeah. be okay. That's a that's a huge yeah. thing for us. So Y'all took some crazy bumps to make Randy Orton look really good. <laughs> well, you know, that was it. We didn't know how long that run was going to last on the main roster. So we're like, you know what? Let's make the most of it. And, and I mean, that's that where Sean, when we got that call up and we were, we kind of knew we were kind of on the, you know, the side of that, like the supporting yeah. act. And Sean was basically like, uh, He's like, if you get one bump, make sure that one bump gets replayed. And yeah. It kind of did happen if you look yeah. at Money in the Bank, Backlash, Punjabi Prison. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, those four months, we would get replays upon replays. And no so matter, worked. no matter. You're talking about the announcer table bump, right? Yeah, well, yeah, that and the Punjabi every pay per view. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. every pay per view because we were like, man, like, you know what? We're the supporting role to this storyline, but we want to make sure that we get remembered. It's our yeah. highlight stuff and that we get we, we put our shine to ourselves. But the credit is to <laughs> someone like Randy, who, if you think about it, you're booking like this Punjabi prison match, he gave us that little moment in that match. We there doesn't need to be, we could have yeah. just done a run in and walked right out. But like we talked about it, and he, I'm like, hey, I don't mind falling off this 25 foot thing, because I know it'd be good for me. But Randy, he could have been like, no, it's gonna take away from the match. But he was like, no, let's fucking do it. Yeah. Like, and he, he got it approved, and he went out of his way to, you know, you can't just walk up there and just do it. Somebody with this guy like him made it happen, and he allowed me those 10 seconds on a pay per view to put a spotlight on me, which you know I love him for that. And that's people. I think wrestling fans don't kind of pick up on that kind of stuff where he went out of his way. It's just not something they would think of normally. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was funny because I remember that because I was there when Jinder won the title. Yeah, uh, oh, wow. at, at back, I was at Payback and Backlash. I was at like both of those papers. I think they were both sure. in town and I just happened to be in town. But anyway, um, I remember that period because the fans were really like kind of rejecting Jinder a bit sure. because it happened so quickly. But they effing loved you. Like, job <laughs> like, prison match like, because people were like, oh, genders get pushed too quick or whatever. This kind of came out. But then you guys go out there and kill yourselves. And literally, I were, you know, I'm running websites talking about, and all the news was about you guys. Right, like, yeah. I remember how well-liked and how over you guys got in a very quick period of time. I, I feel like, like, sorry, Gurkko. No, I was just going to say that whole visual of, of, of us with gender worked because here's a big monster with yeah. two smaller guys and these two smaller guys are going to get their asses whooped. And that's what people are looking forward to the most yeah. in the match. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The payoff of us, you know, these sneaky well, little well, bastards. To kind of what Nick was saying, I, I felt like, you know, when you get booked in that manager position, you look at how many people go for manager to getting released right away. It, right. And we knew, okay, we got an opportunity to kind of showcase, but there's also that what, what happens after. So we looked to guys like Road Dog and DDP who were successful after managers. Um, but we, we had to like, we had to bump our asses off, man, to keep yeah. those jobs. Cause That's it, it could have eased as soon as Jinder yeah. dropped the title, it could have been like, we don't need these guys, but yeah. we were employed for almost two and a half years or three years after that. But then that's a credit to us. I feel like we got over with the company. We got over with everybody backstage and all the boys liked us. And like, we were bumping for Seth on live events. We we're bumping for AJ on live events. We we're bumping for Shinsuke. Like we would never show up to a live event and just, yeah, and phone hey, it's and a live we, event. We, 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 we wanted, we were like, yo, like, what do you want to do tonight? To fucking we were getting gorilla pressed out of live events. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, those are pretty big bumps for a live event, like getting tossed out of the ring. We're like, yeah. we'll do it because yeah. we don't want to ever come across like we're coasting because that could easily be a coasting job. Yeah, 100%. Hey, hey, really? So this is, I found this to be true for me personally in my career. Like all that crazy shit you take almost like always isn't the stuff that we get hurt doing. No. No. <laughs> ever, ever right <laughs> yeah, ever dude oh my god that's hilarious i mean that's so funny 
you just talk about it. I mean, my I finished my last match in the WWE was with a dislocated shoulder. I finished yeah. that match with my shoulder hanging out of my socket. I I the my opponent wanted to give me a kick. The kick took my momentum of my arm over my shoulder. So shoulder popped out. Uh, I kayfabe the referee. I'm like, I, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. But I'm, I'm trying to put my shoulder back into socket. And nowadays, you know, you're the guy would roll out and they would call it a night. But I'm like. After this, man, I'm gonna keep yeah. going. It just gonna... goes against your DNA, man. Dude, man, I wanted to keep it old school. I was like, I'm yeah. gonna finish this match, and those were some of the most painful bumps I ever took. So I went to the hospital after that. Yeah, got my shoulder put back inside, but it was off of a bump. Do you know what I'm saying? Like to your point, like it's just a flat back bump, and you just never see it coming. But yeah, like the the step up of it. Yeah. Uh, Stuff yeah. up the Punjabi prison, the so, big ass, crazy ass bumps onto yeah. the announcer's table. Like, and, and you know, here's the thing like, when that announcer table thing happened, man, people were all over Randy. Oh, you're being reckless with those guys and all that. <laughs> and I'm like, man, that's no. exactly, if I was those guys, that's exactly I'd, how I'd want him to do me. Right, yeah. right. And I mean, well, how else can you do it, right? Like, when I was. We were perfect. purposely trying to rotate on that shit. Do you know what I'm saying? Man, that was insane. Man. Like, like a pizza crust. <laughs> oh. it, was, it was the face that Randy made after. Yeah, that like, made it. That's yeah. where he goes, yeah. yeah. Oh, but maybe he got away from me a little bit there. But it's funny, though, that doesn't that go to show you, like, it's not the bumps, it's the reaction. And it's like, mm. if we just took that bump and he went in the ring, it probably would not have got it. But, it's like, the bump and the camera just catching Randy, go like, you know, it just that's gonna be a highlight a forever. Yeah. Um. Well, I, you know, uh, I kind of we're jumping around a little bit, which is fine. Um. Yeah. I, it but, has to be when you're talking to me because I'm all over the place. That's we're, we're, call, we're, we're calling it on the fly, eh, Sean? Uh, <laughs> it's a beautiful mind. Um. So uh, I want to slow down just real quick because you talk a lot about doing uh, being old school. Uh, a lot of fans uh, who may not know a lot about you don't know really maybe how you guys kind of started in the business. Yeah. And you guys are Canadian. I believe you trained at the Heart Dungeon. Yeah, Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. yeah I, um, I actually uh, spent two and a half months, uh, in the summer of 2004, training in the Heart Dungeon just before they sold the house. Actually, they were already in the process of selling the place, but just to just to bump around and just to get my start down there with TJ, Harry, Natty, and yeah. Bruce Hart. I mean, I've known those guys forever since then, so... Yeah, man, rolled around on those mats and then uh, came up towards uh, Vancouver and continued training, but definitely got my start in the Hart family, and that's a badge of honor I carry with me for the rest of my life, man. How how, how brutal was that training? Like, I've heard some stories about each heart in their own way inflicting, inflicting physical and mental punishment. On oh, them. yeah, man. I mean, you know, there are some practices where you would be leading black, blue, and red, and they want to see if you come back the next day, and you're, like, wondering, like, is this – what is supposed to, are these chops? I know they're chopping me, but like, like this, this kind of chopping, but no, definitely like, you know, then you show up the next day, you earn that respect. You earn that badge of honor. Like, okay, this kid belongs in here. Who was it? Hey, who, who were the, were, who were you guys um, training with down there in the dungeon? Uh, when I was there, it was both Ross and Bruce. And oh, they were, Bruce, yeah, huh? Oh. Yeah, they were. They were, they were, they were <laughs> Bruce, Bruce they were, is yeah. very physical. I've heard. Yeah, yeah, they're old school, man. But again, this is like 15 years ago. Whereas, you know, still it was a different era. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. I loved every moment, every second. And that's the old school way, man. Like they want to see yeah. if you come back the next day. And hell yeah, I'm coming back the next day. Hey, who was? <laughs> hey, did anyone, anyone we would know uh, train with you guys? Uh, TJ. Harry. Oh wow! Yeah, okay, but... yeah, 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 yeah. So my very first bump was from T.J. Wilson. 
Hell yeah. And then Natty. Those guys have been wrestling since they, before they were uh, even hit puberty, though, man. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, man. I've, I've known them kids, man, since they were little, teeny kids, man. It's crazy to see them now. Yeah, man. And, well, not uh, so much TJ, but definitely Harry and Ted, like, you know. Yeah. Wow, yeah, I know. Yeah. I was down there when they were just going off to Japan, you know, just wow. before their WWE run. So. Hey, so, you know, uh, did did they did WWE ever get a chance to uh, you know feature you in India? Like as, yeah, we did as a, much as I mean yeah, no, I mean I know a little bit, but in and, yeah. Sorry, uh, there, there was a show in Delhi. There was a show in Delhi that happened. What was it 2018? Yeah. I forgot what year. And man, that was the closest thing to I've ever felt like being a star. To be honest, like it was incredible it, when it we is, went in 1994, yeah. dude. Yeah. Bret Hart. Bret Hart was a god. Yeah. When we yeah. went out, when we went to uh, India in 1994, it yeah, was incredible. Yeah. I mean, they, we were all really over, but yeah. man, yeah. yeah. And to this day, they love Bret in India. I, there's something about Bret. I, I think it was the leather jacket and the the long hair that resonates with the people of India. For so sure. I got a hey, I got a funny story for you. So we're on the tour bus, right, going to one of the venues, and. <laughs> All of a sudden, we look over and there's this big ass billboard. Do you know what I'm about to talk <laughs> yeah, about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hit, Hitman jeans. Right. <laughs> and it was, I don't know, like, I don't know if you guys are familiar. It was, there was this guy from Germany named Franz Schumann. And he yeah. was going around everywhere calling him Franz. And this is what he built himself as Franz Bret Hart Schumann. Wow. And he and he went over there and got some kind of a, an endorsement deal for Hitman Jeans or some shit in India. Oh. I don't know how I got I don't know how I got the money back out, but <laughs> talk about gimmick infringement, right? Because yeah, back I, then we couldn't get the money out of in like there was something. Yeah, it was weird, like sure. how we had to work it to go over there. It yeah. was incredible, you guys. Yeah, like, I mean, no, that's the thing. India is it's booming, as we all know. It's it's like I think they're number one or number two market. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's why we were, you know, we were ready and primed to whatever opportunity came to us, and we were like, sure. you know, we know how to work. We're charismatic guys, and uh, we were ready. I know they're to looking be- for big Indian stars and like you know the next breakout star. But I, that's one thing my brother and I always tell each other, like no matter how hard they, like they're trying, like we're the only two Indian guys that are TV ready. You know, we're right. like, you know, the confidence is there. We can go in with anybody, and we can go in yeah. and deliver. And that yeah. that in January when we had that. Uh, india special they put us in with those new kids and we just Ooh, like rinku and them yeah, or like, yeah, 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 yeah. and there are a lot of potential there but they still got a long way to go long ways to ready. go but yeah, yeah. So we were just told to shine them up and like man like everybody was telling us in the back we made them look like a million bucks because that's yeah. our job so you know again being tv ready is totally different being t- wwe tv ready is a lot different than um just being a wrestler you know what i'm saying the big oh, difference yeah. and i think uh, a lot of these kids yeah. are still learning about it so but we'll see what happens. Yeah, and I just first first of all I want to say that show was really great. That was right. one of my favorite wrestling shows of that year. It was just really well done. Um, and well, since Sean, we're, since we're talking about the India market, um, you guys have I've I've talked about it the last several years is like this land grab where all the promotions are trying to figure out India, right? right. And you guys yeah. were really there at this. I mean, and, and like you can go back to the '90s, right? Bret Hart very over in India, but the interest sure. really renewed again right around 2011, and you guys were a part of that. Uh, with Rinka King, yeah, right? And, yeah, and, yeah. And that really—I mean, I think when Jeff did that, I think is when WWE started to take note. I think there were some other promotions sure. at that time that started to take note. 
Um, that was, I think, one of y'all's first big opportunities. How did how did you guys get yeah. involved with Rianca King with Jeff? Yeah. Here? That's what put us on the map. I mean, we just got an email from or a call, call from uh, uh, the TNA office. Dutch Mantel. Dutch Mantel. Yeah, yeah. They're like, hey, Jeff's looking for your pictures, your highlights. Please send them over. And boom, within like a month and a half of us just communicating through phone calls, it was like, hey, we're going down at the end of the year to tape this pilot called Rinka King and you guys are on board. And they haven't seen our work. They just seen what we they they just seen us on YouTube. We were just indie kids right. in Canada. And uh, sure enough, we impressed, you know, the higher ups like Jeff and Dutch and that thing that that we were hoping was gonna lead us to TNA at that time, but that didn't happen and we were still floundering around for a little while. But then to your point, Nick, that's when WWE contacted us. This was still 2014, 15 and they were asking us to send us our information. And sure enough we did and then Finally, in 2016 is when they started that Cruiserweight Classic tournament, and they were representing all the uh, countries around the world. We were representing India, and then finally, mm -hmm. that's what kind of put us on the, the map. But with, I think with uh, with us, we, we were guys who never just, oh, we're Indian. Yeah. You'll find a lot of guys who are just waiting around for, oh, I'm Indian, I'll get... Me and my brother, we're, we're workers, we're wrestlers. Yeah. We're we were just Indian, happened to be yeah. Indian, you yeah. know? And, and, and it wasn't like we were getting bookings, taking all over Canada, all over Europe. You know, we were wrestling. Yeah. And we just happened to be Indian, you know what I mean? And and so we were always just proud of the fact that, you know, that's our heritage, but we can we can go with anybody, you know what I mean? And so we don't want we never want to just coast along. The thing with Rinka King was that man, the ratings for that season were through the roof. Like they were like I think the first two, three weeks, it was like close to thirty million people watching it. They were ridiculous. I remember watching yeah. the first coming. Yeah. yeah. The, the the lowest rated show was maybe eighteen million. Like that's low. You know what I'm saying? Like like Think about that for a second. That's like unheard of nowadays. And um, when, when in very first, one of my very first, pro, our first uh, promo packages that we sent to the WWE back in 2006 was to WWE. And we we're like, hey, we're this Indian talent looking to get a look at it. And I remember TR telling us then, hey, we already got an Indian guy. His name's a great Kali. <laughs> this is like five years before Rinka King. So anybody uh -huh. that thinks, and to my brother's point, we never wanted to just go because we're Indian. And that's what diff makes us different from every other Indian talent. We believe that we can go. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, but we're, I think we're, right away we should underscore Jeff Jarrett. You know, yeah. he gave us our first break. Yeah, you know, yeah, and, and yeah. He, he does that for a lot of guys. If you yeah. look at Jarrett's track history, he's given yeah. a lot of guys their first break. And, you know, he took a gamble on us. I mean, we could have just bombed and not done it, but obviously worked out. But, man, Jeff really – you know, he got us to even this point. That was the pretty much the launching pad. Yeah, to next point, that's what started it for us. You know, as far as I think, Rinka King was the very first time again in 15 years where people are like, "Holy shit, India is a big market yeah. for wrestling," and it still and, is. And, and uh, well, it's true. I kind of want to go two directions. First, I have a quick question. I want to follow up on Rinka King. But the first right. one is like, you know, um, we've had Effie on recently. And I've talked to other older, you know, like black performers and stuff. And the we already have a blank thing uh, is, you know, over time, like I feel like certain groups, you know, find more space on the crowd on, on the roster. How frustrating is it just for you all to, to know that been an attitude here in your career where it's like you can't have a spot because there's already somebody that looks like you on the card. That's not a problem for like every wrestler, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, you, you see, times are changing. I look at even Hollywood. You know, it, like ethnicity is in right now, you know, and, and I mean, it's changing. It just takes time for people to break in. I think that's what it is because there wasn't much Indian talent 20, 30 years ago. There was like Tiger Jeet Singh and what have you. And as time goes on, then, you know, Kali comes in, gender, then we follow along. And now there's more, you know, and I think I think that's just what when as guys 
as the years go on, like your Hollywood too, like you'll find like look at so many great Indian actors like Priyanka Chopra and all this stuff. Like that's just yeah. it's just changing. It's just changing, sure. and, and that just takes time. I think. I, I think it's one of those things where when more people come in, it will just change. Okay, cool. Uh, well, back to Rinka King. I just wanted to know what it was like to do those shows because, like, I mean, it was a great mix of like Indian talent and like random ass Scott Steiner and Abyss. Like, I remember, I remember those shows, and it was a very eclectic mix uh, of talent that were that were a part of Rinka King. Well, well yeah, I think like, the first thing about, would yeah. be uh, like that's where we discovered this whole Bollywood thing. We were calling ourselves the Bollywood Boys, but Jarrett sat us down and was like, "This is TV. You guys need an entrance." Like before on the Indies, we just come out. Jared helped do us the dancing and like being presentable. Like that was the big thing for us. TV wrestling, TV ready, and took a guy like Jared to sit us down and talk. You guys to us. just need to be produced. Exactly. There you go. There you go, man. We, <laughs> yeah. Goes back to what we were talking about very you know, 43 minutes ago. Like we have these ideas. Let's do them, right? Yeah. <laughs> they would make great vignettes. But to my brother's point, you know, um, it was Jared. <laughs> and Dutch that were like, hey, like those 90 seconds from the time you guys come through the curtain and when you get into the ring, that's your money maker. Don't worry yep. about the, don't worry about all the high spots because that's what we're going in. We're like, okay, like we're going to do this spot, that spot, get the ooh ah there. But no, they're like those 90 seconds coming down the ramp with the, the backup dancers, that's your money maker. Put your time, invest that time in that. So to my brother's point, that's what it took for us to realize, ah, oh, that's TV wrestling. This is how you get ready. This is how you make money. Hey, so like, and, and, and all that is a thousand percent true. Right. right. But like, like other stuff has to be already a place like all your in ring right. work yeah. already yeah. has to be tight. Sure. Yeah. All yeah. the producing in the world. Oh, for shit, sure. Right? No, that's, yeah. that's, yeah. that and goes that, without that, saying. Yeah. That goes, and that's where like, just recently where that all these uh, 205 matches that we were doing for like these 12, 10 minute segments. And that's where Shawn Michaels is telling us, Hey, now he's telling us that entrance stuff is great, but once that bell sounds, you know, get that shit rocking and rolling and get keep it yeah. tight, keep it, you know, then that's where now, and we found that beat, and we and that's where our confidence right now, Sean, was through the level. It still is, because we're still training. Oh, it still, should be. Yeah, man, our confidence, we can go in and I, we feel like we can just deliver no matter what. This and that's where I think when, when the news did come, yes. we were like, we were ready for that break now. You know what I mean? Like, right. okay, the first five years in WWE, we played different parts, but yeah. now is our time to shine. And we're ready. The in-ring work is there. The characters there. Gimmicks are there. There's a huge market waiting. All right, let's go. You know, yeah. so that's why it was a little uh, like, okay, like, okay, we'll take it. But, you know, we were ready at this point for our run for us. At hey, least. hey, man, like, hey, whenever promoters end up uh, acquiring your services, uh, very fortunate, I think, man. Thank like, you. Yeah, for yeah, sure. No, we're, we're confident. I think I think we're ready to become major stars. Oh hell yeah! I, I, yeah. Being straight up, I think we're on the cusp of becoming major stars. Like, and I'm like, I you know, let, let's let's show the world what kind of we got some ideas on. that we're gonna fine tune here and there. But like, when the time is ready, I think Sean, it's all about reinventing yourself. And I think yeah. uh, we're not gonna steer away too much from what we're already doing, but enough where holy shit okay that's what we were missing you know what I'm right. saying? That, like that's macho it. man macho man changed some stuff up but he was always still the macho man exactly yeah. that's it man yeah. that's it that's we're not you know don't what brought us to the dance no pun intended yeah. you know what i'm saying hey hey you guys is there anything that we haven't touched what? on I have some stuff I'd still like to touch sure, on. Sure, let's go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, if, All right. if you don't mind. Uh, I, let's I talk about... To... Sorry, go ahead. No, well, oh, actually... well, go ahead, Sean. I'm sorry. Did I cut no, you off? No, 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 that's fine. Well, you seem upset now. 
Oh, I was just in the middle of saying something. That's all. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. You were doing like your spiel, like you were trying to wrap it. I said things I wanted to ask. I didn't know if you. No, I just wanted to know if there's some stuff that we haven't touched on that they want out there. Okay. <laughs> That's Nick, all. Go ahead. Go ahead okay. okay. Thank you. I apologize. Miscommunication there. Uh, I just want to step back here quick. Like when you guys got to WWE, right? You were part of that cruiserweight classic class that, like. You guys, there was like 205 Live, but you guys, unlike a lot of the other talent that traditionally kind of comes in now, you guys didn't have like an NXT run, right? Like you guys oh. did the Classic, but really didn't spend too much time down in NXT, right? Well, I, I think that was, we were kind of hoping that happened. And then uh, the 205 kind of, like, the whole 205 thing, hey, this is going to be a brand on itself and was brought to the main roster. And we did the first ever 205 and then we went back to NXT. And while we were down there, then we just got the gender call. So it was like our career was just like it didn't follow the trajectory that you know you think it's gonna. It's just it was like oh we're doing this oh no we're doing this and oh we're doing so it was just it was kind of like just kind of making it up as we went along and just doing whatever was asked and and just- to my bro- my brother's point and to uh, answer your question to Nick as well like I wouldn't want it any other way like Sean like when you got called up or went to WWF back in the nineties dude we literally went to the main roster with no like prep or. Hey, this yeah. is how it's yeah. up on the main roster. This is what you call a hard cam. This is the camera that you look at. Dude, it was like get in a car with the, the wrestlers and go to the next town and we're learning. And gender's like, you know, teaching us on it's on the job training. And I, I remember S- Scott Armstrong, as soon as we got called up, he's like, Hey, buy a very expensive travel bag. He's like, <laughs> You you're ready, you're gonna be on the road. And we didn't realize that I mean for almost three and a half years, man. We traveled the world. Like yeah. you look at how many guys like come into WWE and just wrestle in Orlando. Whereas a lot of and- kids in, at the PC get trained, you know, this is how this is how it is up on the main roster. We were yeah. on the job, on the on the fly training. I, I wouldn't want it any other way, the like, old school way. Do you know what I'm saying? How yeah. many countries did you guys perform in? Oh. I, I think over forty seven. Yeah, I, I, yeah, and like yeah. three and a half years. It's it was, lot, it's insane. It was yeah. insane. We yeah. um, like we end, like I ended up in almost like a hundred. Well, not quite a like a shitload, man. It was ridiculous <laughs> because yeah. we were on in a hundred and fifty countries Oof. around the world at the time, wow. and 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 business sucked in the states, so we were overseas all the time. Man. Right, right, oh my yeah. God. You guys were touring all the time, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Did yeah. you guys, hey, man, did you guys go to the Philippines and, like, you know, Indonesia, well, we, like, all that this, shit? I remember this, this, when we did that India tour, it was, it, was, it was crazy. It was, like, I remember it was, like, we were in, uh, like, Kansas, and then we flew to Washington, went to India, then there was a Japan tour right after, and then there was a Europe tour coming. It was literally, like, boom, 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 crossing the map. It was, yeah. it was insane. Puerto Rico and Argentina and, like, literally everywhere. Ever any burnout? No, no, man. No, well, for me personally, no. I. It's funny because it's funny you say that. Like a lot of people always ask us, "Don't you get burned out with the travel from Vancouver to wherever?" Hell no, man. When you love what you do, man, you're looking forward to it. You're like, "Let's get out of here. Let's go do. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go live our dream." And I think you know, I think we we wanted to work more. We wanted sure. to work. Yeah, that's I think where then like you know after we felt like when the gender dropped the title, we kind of felt like it was gonna, but that never happened, and we kind of just strung along for for a bit, and then. uh I got hurt for a few months. I had a torn ACL, but other than that, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So other than that, we were just kind of like waiting. Okay. Maybe now we'll get that run, but 
and to to your point there, brother, it's like uh, when when gender did drop the title, we were looking over our shoulders quite a bit. We were like, man, is this it for us? Like, what's next for us? Because that was three years prior to what happened with us now. But yeah, three straight years we were still getting booked. And I remember uh, uh, Michael Hayes sitting yeah. down once when my brother was out with an injury. He's like, man, you know, we applaud you for everything you guys have done, and you guys work hard. So we're gonna keep you going with gender and. You know, we'll get you in tag matches and do some six mans. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's awesome. Because, you know, at that time when my brother's out, I'm like, I don't know what they're going to do with me. But, you know, they right. they kept us going because they appreciated the work we were doing. I mean, we always like, honestly, like, I just got to say, like, every meeting we had with Vince, it was amazing. He was always very kind, appreciative for everything we've done. And he'd always, go, you know, look at us. And, like, I remember we, the very first time we were working after a while and we were came up in our pink gear and glasses. I was wearing a do-rag. And Vince walked right up to us. He's like, that's fucking money. And I was like, you know, they're, they're like, he's always so good to us. And and that's why we always so appreciative. Like, we're like, okay, you know, we're on the right track. You know, we're learning stuff on the fly. We're, we're getting ready. And and it was just, they were all so great to us. And that's the end point. Did, did, did Vince have, like, a familiarity with Bollywood? Like, did he understand? Like, because, like, yeah, I hear things about what Vince is and is not familiar with. Did he, like, know what Bollywood was? <laughs> probably not. <laughs> it was probably us. We're the Bollywood. This is Bollywood. You never, I you can never answer that. sat <laughs> him down and showed him, like, a dance number and was like, this is different. Yeah. yeah, okay. All right. Vince, uh, just, like, I'm sorry. Vince. Just in general, he's so focused on the product and he's so like just a workaholic man. Like there was there was movies that I was shocked that like, he didn't know references from. Like it's just he's so focused, man, hyper right. focused on wrestling. I can't imagine him knowing shit about Bollywood. No, no, no. <laughs> We had ideas, but it never came to. So hopefully in the next round, we'll see. <laughs> well, and I'm sure Vince isn't doing the choreography, but there was that elaborate dance number at that India show that, that they did yeah. last year on the network. And that was one of my – it was just a beautiful thing. Like, I yeah. was like, wow, I would love more of this in my pro wrestling. It was very cool to watch. Dude, that's the shit we were, like, hoping for. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <We're> like, <laughs> that Bollywood right there, man. Man. And you know what I wanted – you know what I was going to mention to you guys? And this was a few minutes back, well, more than a few minutes now. Uh, that Punjabi cage, man, that shit was unforgiving, huh? And like you're expecting it to make noise, like it's bamboo, and oh, it was dude. hard metal painted like yeah. bamboo or something. I mean, I, I never got tossed into it. I just came off of it. <laughs> but, um, it was like the old school. It was like the old school yeah. blue cage yeah. from back in the Hulk Hogan, King Kong Bundy match. Right, like, right. Painted like bamboo or some shit. It I just remember crazy. the only thing, like going back to that. I'm like, I remember being up there. I'm like, that's, that's actually a long ways down when I'm up there. But <laughs> if you actually watch it, it's funny. Um, Randy, I have Randy in a hold, and yeah. I start hopping up more as he's punching me because I'm like, if I'm gonna do this, I I'm gonna come off as high as I can. So he's yeah. he's punching me, and I'm going up. <laughs> so well, it's funny because who's that that football player they had at WrestleMania last year, Rob? Or Gronkowski, yeah, and he's 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 afraid to take a little fall on a crash pad, and you know here's he hard going all the way up and like no padding or nothing. There's no just, padding. Like, that was the table. Just, that was just the table. Up. By the way, are the police there? Are you all right? Yeah, hey, <laughs> hey, which which one of you guys lives in downtown Vancouver? <laughs> <laughs> we currently have a heat wave here. You so? Uh, is that what it is? Yeah. Hey so man, those are. Hey, not like this is something that like. 
no one listening would probably give two shit about. But do you ever go to that gym in Vancouver that was like an old fire station at one time? Is that still there? Never mind. Oh, Forget God. it. Got to look into this. We ate a bunch of I ate a bunch of mushrooms one night in Vancouver, and we all ended up at the gym on mushrooms. Ate the awesome. bed. Like, anyways, Vancouver's amazing, man. Dude, we were, probably, we, we were probably at that live event, man. At that building, you know that that smaller building that the, I think, the Coliseum, the Coliseum. Yeah, you know, I think that's where they filmed the Rocky Four uh, fight. Scene. Oh yeah, PNE, yeah, yeah, PNE, PNE. Yeah. yeah, it's still there. It's still there, rocking and rolling, man. And that was, yeah. you know, what going back to our whole run, man. To come back home to Vancouver and perform at uh, at the Rogers Arena where the Canucks yeah. play, and that in itself is awesome to perform in front of our family. Our parents got to and got to watch us perform, you know, multiple times. So that's right there, man. You can't you can't buy that shit. You know, what I'm saying that's yeah. a blessing right there. So, hey, yeah. Nick. Nick, yeah, what's up? Hey, is there like is there anything more you want to ask these guys before we let them go? Oh well, <laughs> I appreciate you the opportunity. The last thing, the last thing I would ask you about. And you guys have been so generous with your time. And, and it's yeah. really, I've, I've wanted to talk to you all, you both, because I used to do Bret Hart show. And I know Bret loves you guys. And it's, I've heard so many good things about you guys over the years. Um, but the last part of your WWE tenure, you were in the 24-7 title picture. Yeah. Um, how was that? Like, I mean, it seems like you were excited to get anything to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, so I, I will tell you this. Like, it was, it is what it is. It's a more comedy and entertaining scene. You're not working matches. But I, I'll specifically mention one thing where it was uh, at Madison Square Garden. And this is where you, in WWE sometimes you have to find moments to appreciate. So we're doing, we had a two-on-one match with uh, R-Truth at MSG. And obviously it's the 24-7 title. Nobody grows up wanting to be 24-7 champion. And, you know, I, I walked out, you know, getting the 24-7 title off our truth And I remember coming back and Michael Hayes pulled me aside. He's like, be proud of yourself. He's like, you're walking out of a sold-out Madison Square Garden show holding a WWE title. And when I kind of paused and thought about it, I'm like, that, that is so true. Like, it, it was what it was. But I'm like, I'm, it was sold out Christmas week in New York, Madison Square Garden. I'm, I'm a kid from Vancouver with my brother. Right. And I'm walking out with a WWE title. And, you know, you got to appreciate stuff like that. Because if you don't, that's when you get your your mindset just changes. So it was one of those things that you appreciate every little thing and you got to find moments. And that it. that pretty much sums up our entire, like, I would say, our run, you know, for at this point, at least, we've appreciated every moment and every aspect. And we've always wanted to make the most of everything that we ever got. We wanted to just bust our balls and just make and make make something out of nothing. You yeah, know yeah, That's man. Aaron, it makes me think. You know, uh, we, can you imagine, like, when you're a kid or before you get to WWE, you're, you're on your way, working your way up, trying to get to WWE. Just like imagine, like, how you would react to that same situation, like, like, or just think about, yeah. or just think about being in that situation. It's like, yeah. oh my god. Right. But then, like. Once you're in the system, like it's easy. Yeah, you're just kind of get lost. It's easy there, to right? take some things for granted. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's why I'm like, I'm living my dream that. right here. I'm living my dream, man. And like right, all right. these people. And it's just amazing, man. And like, I think that's what, that's what kept us going and motivated all these years as well. It's like, shit, we don't, we don't, we're, we're not as, man, don't get me wrong, Sean. There were times brother and I would have, we would clash just because we you know we're, he's frustrated. I'm frustrated. Yeah. We got ideas and it wasn't always happy go lucky behind the scenes. Him and I, we would like butt heads and certain things, but it came down to like, just, just make the most of whatever situation we get. And hopefully 
it pays off. But, you know, yeah. right now, like this chapter at the moment has closed and now it's on to the next thing and make the most of what we can to get back to what we want to accomplish, want to achieve. So, yeah, we're excited, man. Honestly, and that's the thing, though. Like, like when you're watching guys, there's so much wrestling out there nowadays. Right. You know, just take, take WWE out of the picture and yeah. you take what you learn. And if you could go somewhere else and apply that and become even a bigger star and have an amazing life, I mean, that's what that's what you take away from a job like this. You know what I mean? Like whatever, movies or go to another company or whatever. It's like you learn so many lessons. And so then when you go somewhere else now, then all that other talent that's going to be around you, they get to feed off of that too, man. Right, right. And it's just amazing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. And that, that's one thing, like, you know, having, like, again, you, you drive up and down these highways, you catch these flights, and as much as sometimes we, you know, we're like, you know, not – on the same page as far as ideas go but at the same time we're lucky enough we have each other in this business because this business can drive you crazy if you're by yourself oh, and yeah. I, can, I can only imagine what it was like for and when you were working full-time on the schedule you know on the road like at least i you know we have each other to lean on and that's, yeah man i had four other guys yeah like, to lean on man and right. we made it through <laughs> right right that's yeah. it man that's it you need that person i don't know how brett did it man because he was the lone wolf i mean i travel with brett and he had certain guys he traveled with sometime but for the most part man brett was in i like he was you know he right, was right. Uh, the lone wolf but that's he, what we called him he was he was good to you i know like, even awesome awesome man that, that i love match, him so much i know how many times we talk about that match that you had with him man that's still like that's up there bro <laughs> yeah i thank you thank you i'm i'm that's that's my is magnum opus the right word to use? That's my best, greatest match ever. Yeah. And and he was one of my biggest influences uh, as I as I became a wrestler. Like I patterned myself after him. I patterned myself after the Calgary style. Yeah. Um, the the look, the the three piece. Yeah. 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 You know, gimmick. Like I yeah. just wanted to be like Owen Hart. You know, and Bret yeah. Hart and. Yeah, 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 the trunks, so. the trunks over the long trunks, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's one cool thing I'll, I'll say. Like you, when you meet like someone, you build a relationship with a Brett, and even you, when we used, to, I remember being in LA at the Staples Center. You were there, yeah. and we're just sitting and catering and talking. Like as again, you guys, kids growing up, you're like, man, like look at these guys I grew up watching and are my heroes, and I'm, I'm just talking about life with you guys, and that's yeah. that stuff that's kind of you can't put a price tag on either. Yeah. You know, like it's like, hey, man, we made it, and and all look at all these people, like. And it's, 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 and I had those people too, man. I had those people accomplish all these dreams. Yeah. I had those people too. Like when I yeah. was like in your position and like certain, you know, old, old school guys would come around and I was just in heaven just right. talking to them, man. Yeah. Cause you, yeah. you it means a lot. Yeah. You don't realize like, it, but it, but it means a lot when a guy like you or Randy or Mick or Brett reaches out, like for them, it's just maybe a text or a tweet, but to guys like us, like, holy crap. Okay. You know, let's keep going. Let's keep persevering. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, I'm I'm so looking forward to seeing what you guys uh, do next. I really am, man. It's gonna oh. be great. Oh, thank We're you. Excited, man. We're excited. We're excited. Yeah. Yeah. There was never a there was never a moment of like like maybe that five second of stinger when the phone first comes. Like, oh fuck. But like, well, I mean, right, I, yeah. Sorry. We could, yeah. Like, you know, like to your point, Sean. When you know that it happens, you just fucking pedal to the metal. You keep training. You keep yeah. ready, and you stay ready. I, honestly, I will say this. I honestly, in my heart. And I'm just saying that I feel like we're going to become massive stars now. I, my gut, my heart, my belief, my, our work ethic, what we've done, what we know, 
like I, I, we're on the cusp of, okay, this is what our dreams are going to come true now. And this is, I think this is the biggest blessing actually in disguise for us. Oh, we're yeah. ready to, we're ready to become stars. Oh, and yeah. This is our chance to become stars. Yeah. Yep. And that's, and, and, and you have that opportunity before you get too much older. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. it's a perfect time. And the world's opening up, so perfect time. Yep. <laughs> yeah, come, come, here, come, here, come here to Chicago. I'd be shocked if Warrior Wrestling hasn't already contacted you. Oh, man. <laughs> love Chi-Town. Yeah. But that's, where the, that's where the bump happened with Randy, so we could recreate it. Mm. Oh, great. Wonderful. <laughs> hey, man. Hey. I re- what's that? Oh, I was going to say, Sean, do you have anything else you want to ask? No, man. I just want Hey, you guys, thank you. Okay. I appreciate oh, you. you making the sure. time to come on today. I'm sure you had a bunch of people going, hey, man, come on my show. Come on my show. <laughs> and like my main thing was just, hey, man, some support. If you want to come on the show, that's fine, too, but not the most sure. important no, no, thing. No. I remember you reached out, and I was like, oh, maybe like a week or so. But like, yeah. I was like, you know what? Let's talk. I, this is this is uh, thera- therapeutic. Thera- 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 therapeutic, man, for yeah. sure. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate you, man. Thank you, boys. Thank, Thank you. you. Welcome back to the game show portion of Pro Wrestling for Life. It's me, your game show host here every week on the show, Nick Hausman. And today we have a big one lined up here, another Pro Wrestling for Life patreon member is here to challenge the man who's coming to the show at this time he is a two-time hall of famer you've probably heard him talking the whole show it's sean x Pac waltman sean welcome back to the game show hey there how's everything who who's the next victim that's a great question uh, sean well coming to the show right now it is a birthday boy today it is his birthday he is not just a patreon it is his birthday as well what a birthday treat it is for him to get to compete against you sean it is our good friend Brian Mullaney. Brian, thank hey. you for coming. Wow, Nick Houseman, what a pronunciation. Did I get no it wrong? No ever gets that right on the first try. Wow, thank you very much. I thought Mullaney, I thought it was pretty straightforward. Man, if you... I don't have the best people like- working with me. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so real quick, hey, Sean, before we get to it here, Brian, we like to do a little... Well, we're going to get to know Brian here in a second, but he wanted to get to know you a little bit, and he... He asked if there was a question he could ask you uh, before we before we started the game show. Do you mind fielding a question for Brian on his birthday here real quick? Sure, Brian. Okay. Hey, uh, so I had this question for you, Sean. Um, when you first started up, right, um, how long – and maybe for – I don't know. I'm, I'm sure it varies per person. But when you're first – when someone first throws a punch at you in the ring, how long yeah. does it take to get rid of, like, that kind of – uh, fight or flight reflex, like don't flinch or kind of shy away from it. I never had it happen in the ring, Brian. Well, like, but like when somebody's never, throwing man. like a working punch, it doesn't even it doesn't phase you at all. I I I mean, you know it's a working punch, Brian, because you're in a wrestling match. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like, I mean. You know, if I was if I was at you know at the at the beer garden, you know, last night, and you know, like somebody, you know, did that, I would be in a different mode. You know, like that's crazy. I guess. Yeah, I, I, that's a good question, Brian. Actually, uh, because you know, because we do get hit. Hard. I mean, a lot of the, some of the punches aren't the hardest, but man, like sometimes you get kicked in the head or you take a big yeah. boot or some shit like that. Like, you know, it's coming and you know, it's going to hurt, you know, and it's weird. 
it's weird just letting people hit you in the face. So I get, that's I what get I'm the, saying, man. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. And like, some of us like it, Brian. Well, there there are uh, there are websites for that too, Sean. I know. <laughs> I'm very well aware. <laughs> so, like, but it's almost to me, it's almost like boxing, right? Because they know they're gonna get hit, but they have the benefit of like at least trying to like dodge and block. You guys don't like. You just have to take the take the hit. That's even it, man. Whew. Yep. See, but the thing is, and this is a good. This is a really good question, Brian. We have a little time to, to let this breathe for a moment because when I interview a lot of like MMA fighters turned wrestlers, and I ask them what was the hardest part of becoming a wrestler, I regularly get told having to show pain is like something a lot of MMA guys they they're like trained to not show pain, right? And so when you put them into a wrestling ring. And you say, "Hey, uh, pretend like you get hurt throwing a punch." Like I've never had, I've never done that. I don't know what that is. You know, that's so. why it pisses me off sometimes when I hear people like sometimes like the older people in wrestling like that'll be preaching to someone like, "Oh, is that how?" Like that's not how you would act if someone did this to you. Like how the like we wouldn't that like the way we sell in wrestling. That's not how it works in real life. Yeah, like ever. So what the fuck are you talking about? Seriously, like it's, <laughs> know, it's so man, crazy. I'm, I'm like a... if you watch real fights, people are too busy in the in the moment, of, like of like trying to survive to worry about fucking selling the guy's punch. You know. Wow. Anyways, and uh, sorry, didn't mean you made me go off on a rant there, Brian. Thanks a lot. Hey, that is a birthday present in and of itself. I was about to say, what a great birthday rant there! Wow, wonderful. Well, uh. Setting the, setting the tone here early. Brian, thank you for the question and getting us started and getting the energy in the room as you two prepare for the first installment ever of Great American Trivia. So uh, this week, in honor of NXT's Great American Bash, it's going to be taking place on Tuesday night. I'm going to be playing a game with you two called Great American Trivia. And the game, it's real straightforward. I'm going to read questions about the history of the Great American Bash. Whoever has the most correct answers is going to decide is going to win when I decide the game is over. Sean, yes, go ahead. I hope, I hope you don't think, Brian, because it's your birthday, that I'm not gonna fucking destroy you right now. <laughs> Man, I hey, if I lost Waltman on my birthday, <laughs> well, no, I'd be still be pretty depressed. Let's rock it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Let's, oh. Let's see what. Better help, my friend. Try it out if you need it. That's a new sponsor of ours, by yeah. the way. Um, all right, so hey. Uh, to decide who goes first, we're going to put the pressure on Sean here. Sean, I'm going to ask you to, to say how old you think Brian is. Now, if you're right, you're going to get to go first. If you're wrong, Brian is going to get to go first. So look at Brian. Brian's, Brian's 32. 32. Yeah, look at look look at all this hair. Look, not, a, not got no grays yet. Okay, 32. So 32. Brian, how old are you turning? Turning 37 today. Wow. You look good for 37, Brian. Baby face, man. Congratulations. All right. Well, hey, since Sean was unable to guess your age, which is, by the way, one of my, like an old carnival game, it sounds like. So uh, you're going to get to go first here, Brian. And All so right. the question here is, you're gonna, we're going to start with a multiple choice question here. Uh, what year was the first American bash, what, the Great American bash? Was it 1985, 86, or 88? Which year was the first Great American bash? Ooh. I know. I'm trying to think back to like, because, hmm. I know. 
weren't clock ticking. 85 weren't, there, weren't there like two prior to it becoming a WCW property? I'm the um, very first inaugural event called the Great American Bash. What year was it held? 85? 85. It is 85. You are correct, Brian. You look like you knew that one, Sean. I did. Okay. All right. Well, let's see if you know this one. Hey, Sean, who did Dusty Rhodes face inside a steel cage the main event of that very first bash? Was it Flair, Blanchard, or Ricky Steamboat? I know. You know, I want... Part of me wants to say Tully, but I think it was Flair, if I remember correctly. You would be incorrectly. It was actually Tully Blanchard yeah. within the cell of the very That's first right. Great American Because Flair was in the actual War Games match, right? Yes, I believe that is the case, yes. So, oh, wait. No, wait. no. No, the first grader, yeah, I'd have to go back and check it. You want me to check it? You want me to fact check this right now, Sean? Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. You want great hey, while, he, while he does that, hey, Sean, can I tell you something real quick? <laughs> Knock yourself out, Brian. It's your birthday, hey, man. Shit. Let, let, let me tell you something. Uh, a few years ago, one of the best moments I saw on live TV was the Raw 25, and everyone's, you got the biggest pop in the room. And let me tell you, man, even though I was at the Manhattan Center Live, you know, we were we were all right there with you. It was the great moment. Thanks, man. It was really cool. It was really neat, man. Um uh yeah, I really enjoyed it. You know, I brought Lula with me to that. I saw I saw the I should have brought her yeah, I should have <laughs> brought her to the ring with me. Anyway. She would have gotten a pop too. Uh-huh. And by the way, I don't know why I'm fact-checking myself right now, because I wrote all these questions. I fact-checked. I, uh, I just have faith that I'm corrected. By the way, I was correct. It was Dusty Rhodes, Tully Blanchard in the, in the cage. Ric Flair defeated Nikita Koloff in the semi-main event. Oh, okay. Of the, of the very first batch. So you, Sean, are wrong. Okay. And Brian is up one to nothing. Let's see if you can take this a step further. True or false? Ric Flair retained the NWA World Heavyweight Championship against... Lex Luger in the main event of the 1988 Great American Bash. True. true. That is true. That is correct. Yes, he did retain over Lex Luger at the 88 Great American Bash. All right. Well, okay. Back to you, Sean, here. Uh, <laughs> there's no multiple choice, okay? Who managed the Renegade against Arn Anderson at the 1995 Great American Bash? Do you know who it is? DDP? It was Jimmy Hart. It was Jimmy, Jimmy Hart. Hart. Yeah. Why did I say DDP? What the fuck? Why I don't did know. I say DDP. I was going to put suggestions, but I was like, there's not really like a whole lot of other 95 WCW managers that would have made a whole lot of sense. So anyway, oh, Jimmy Hart. Yeah, you were wrong. It was not DDP. Jimmy Sorry, Hart. Dallas. Um, all right. Back to you. We're going to go a little later here, Brian. 2007. 2007 Great American Bash. Who did John Cena face in the main event? Was it the great Kali, Randy Orton, or Bobby Lashley? Ooh. I know. 2007 Great American Bash. Who did John Cena face? Kali, Orton, or Lashley? I'm going to go with Kali. Oh, you are wrong, Brian. The correct answer. And Sean, since you're behind, I'll give you Orton or Lashley. Who do you think it was for points? It was wow, you're both wrong. Bobby <laughs> Lashley faced John Cena 
in the main event of the 2007 Great American Bash. That is how long that man has been in the main event picture. 14 Jeez years. Louise. Isn't that crazy? You're wrong, That's Nick. Wild. I'm not wrong. You're I'm not wrong, wrong. Nick. That is correct. And Lashley so, looks better than he did then. I know. I agree. And and we could still maybe we'll get a rematch here sooner than later. I hear Cena might be back. So maybe Cena Lashley too. Um all right, Sean, back to you. True or false? WWE renamed the Great American Bash the Bash in 2009. True or false? I think that's false. That is actually true. That is. Oh, true. bullshit. They called it the Bash in 2009. This fucking game sucks. It's you are questions are stupid. <laughs> oh, and three. Oh, and three. Okay, I, uh, I'm going to give you a, I'm going to give, I'm going to try to, all right. All right, I'm going to pick a different question. All right. So here we go. Brian, to you. You're up, by the way, two to nothing right now. True, true or false, uh, at the 1997 Great American Bash, 97 Great American Bash, WCW, Wrath defeated Glacier. Did Wrath defeat Glacier? True or false? Yeah, the I'm, I'm going true. That is false. Glacier, how? Oh. Run. Glacier defeated Wrath. I mean, everyone knows that, Brian. <laughs> All right, here's what you should know, Sean. On this. Coming Tuesday's NXT TakeOver Great American Bash, who's going to face Kyle O'Reilly? Do you know who's Adam, taking Adam Cole? That is correct. A point on the board. Yes. Darn. Point on the board here for that one. All right. We'll do one. We'll do. We got two more here. I think I might, I might call it after this, depending on the way it goes. To you, Brian. Yep. WWE's first Great American Bash in 2004 saw John Cena defend the U.S. title against Booker T, RVD, and who else in a fatal four-way? Was it Spike Dudley, Rene Dupree, or Chavo Guerrero? Ooh. I know. I'll say okay. it one more time. John Cena, 2004 Great American Bash, four-way. It's him, Booker T, RVD. And was it Spike, Rene Dupree, or Chavo? I'm going to go Rene Dupree. Wow. And for the win, three to one, there is no way Sean could come back, even with extra points. Brian, happy birthday. You yeah. have you are 1-0 against two-time WWE Hall of Famer, Sean X-Pac, Walt, and Renee. Thank Dupree. you. Thank you. I hope you have a shitty birthday, Brian. Hey, I always got next year. Happy birthday, my friend. So you Brian, got lucky because I usually destroy everyone. I've seen the show, and uh, I know that's not true. Oh, kiss my ass, Brian. <laughs> All right, Brian, before I let you go, what's your Twitter handle? Where can people go follow you if sure. they like you? Um, so uh, I my Twitter handle is uh, at Bacon Treasury. Okay. And, <laughs> and <laughs> work with, uh, I work with these two brothers as well. Uh, I know um, Matt Cardona was on a few weeks ago talking about the collectible industry. They do that. They're at Whipple Breakers. Great dudes. Whipple Breakers? Yes, sir. Like wiffle ball? Wiffle you better breakers. believe it. Yes, sir. Uh, all right, everyone. That's it for this week's edition of Pro Wrestling for Life. Uh, thanks to the Bollywood boys. Thank you to Brian. Happy birthday again, Brian. Um, who am I missing, Nick? You're, you're not missing anybody. We did all just right. one extended interview this week, so you hit them all. Cool. All right. Well, yeah. thanks again to everyone, and especially everyone out there that's watching or listening. And Fight TV. What's yeah, up? we're up. We're on the way. July 15th will be on Fight. Again, check out the Patreon. New tiers available now. Pro Rest for Life on Instagram, uh, Facebook, really all the social platforms. We've got it in line now. So go check us out everywhere. 
Um, and that's it. I'm at Nick underscore Houseman over on Twitter. Please support Wrestling Inc., the Wrestling Inc. Daily, the other show I do. That's all I got, man. I'm done. All right. See you next week, everybody. Bye.